Our scripture reading today comes from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 20 through 26. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be in the spirit of prayer with me for a moment. Holy and loving and gracious God, we come today with open hearts and minds, inching forward to hear a word for our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, my rock and redeemer. Amen. So a lot of times when I tell people that I'm a pastor, they have that look of confusion about them. And they act as if I'm lying, which is kind of a weird thing to lie about. Despite my tattoos and nose ring, people usually ask what denomination I serve as if that's going to solve the mystery for them. <laughs> the United Church of Christ is probably one of the least recognizable denominations in Christianity. And believe me, when I talk to people about the United Church of Christ, I often have to emphasize the united part just so that there's no confusion with the Church of Christ, right? I often say that the UCC is like the United Methodists or the Presbyterians, only we're more open-minded. <laughs> Which is not only a smug thing for me to say, but also not always accurate. The United Church of Christ is hard to describe in a 30-second elevator speech. What I probably should say to people is that the UCC is made up of so many kinds of believers and that we truly embrace that. This church, First Congregational Church, is a perfect expression of the UCC. We are Catholic, Lutheran, United Methodist, Assembly of God, and even Je Jehovah's Witness and Atheists. I'm actually curious, do we have any ENR or Congregationalist crib-born? ENR, oh my gosh, Lane, yes. Okay, we have some crib-born UCC folks in the room. 
Excellent. Perfect. This ecumenical spirit, however, of the UCC, or of, of FCC, is actually not that unique for a UCC church. Most of the, the people in the pews of our UCC churches didn't grow up in our denomination. And as denominationalism, as a concept, is suffering in the 21st century, maybe it's a good idea to remind ourselves why we identify with a denomination at all. As today's you ask for question is posed, what makes the UCC unique? The foundation of the UCC comes from the Gospel of John that we heard this morning, John 17, 21. Right before Jesus was arrested and crucified, he prayed in the garden that they may all be one. The fact that he prayed that they may all be one in his final hours implies that humans weren't. Clearly, religious division is not new. United Church of Christ Christians take this one line to heart, and we have made it our denomination's motto, that they may all be one, is the spirit in which we were founded in 1957 when the Christian Congregationalists and the Evangelical Reform denominations merged to form what we now know as the United Church of Christ. We have inherited a tradition of acting upon the demands of our faith. As such, we are a church of firsts. We were the first historically white denomination to ordain an African-American man, the first to ordain a woman, the first to ordain an openly gay man, and the first Christian church to affirm the right of same-gender couples to marry. We were on the forefront of the anti-slavery movement and the civil rights movement. Our response to the demands of our faith is woven into the very history of our country. We are both a united and a uniting Church of Christ since we share ministries with many, many mainline denominations and over 200 mission partners. And this is all possible because we believe in the freedom to express ourselves without the requirements of creed or doctrine. Even our, uh, even our, our UCC statement of faith that we said today is understood as a testimony of faith, not a test of faith. It is an invitation, not a requirement. It is something to live into if we so choose. Autonomy is foundational to the values of the UCC. Autonomy inspires synergy and freedom and empowerment. Autonomy means that we are responsible for ourselves and only ourselves. We are responsible for what we believe and our conscious contact with God, yes, but also in how regularly we show up on Sundays, about how much we volunteer or how much we give money to the church, and whether or not we read the communicator. <laughs> in autonomy, there is an expectation that each individual will do his or her homework. And yet, autonomy is not enough. The United Church of Christ holds autonomy in tension with covenant. Covenants are these mutual promises that communities make to establish safety and belonging. Covenants not only bond people to God and to one another, but they are confessional acts. 
By establishing covenants, we confess that if we were left to our own devices, we would primarily think about ourselves. We covenant to one another so that we can put our selfishness aside and take the bigger view of what is best for our community and, and ourselves within that community. I imagine our founders believed that covenant and autonomy could be a way to experience unity in such a divided world. Just think about what was happening in 1957 in this country. Post-colonial and civil unrest emerged around the world from Vietnam to Little Rock Central High School in 1957. And in 1957, when In God We Trust was printed on paper money, Billy Graham began a 16-week crusade at Madison Square Garden, and African-American pastors in Atlanta formed the Southern Christian Leadership Committee, a civil rights organization that advocated confrontation of segregation through civil dissent. Our denomination was birthed in these stormy waters, and our forefathers and mothers didn't give up on the hope of unity just because it was hard. They had a vision of unity without sacrificing diversity, and this was no easy task in 1957. As a result, UCC Christians today know that we must work hard so that unity is never used as a strategy to silence people or suppress justice. Prophetic witness and ecclesial togetherness were passed down to us, and we recognize the deep difficulties there. Oneness work is painful work, folks, but it is also worth the work. And while sometimes, sometimes we can fall back into that liberal paradox of, yes, I want unity, as long as you agree with me, Historically, we have made the conscious choice to join Jesus in his prayer in the garden. My own confession is that about 10 years ago, I was super ready to leave the UCC. I was frustrated. Every time I visited a UCC church, it was like I was in a foreign country. You never knew what you were going to get. There was no standard for worship. Our book of worship is actually optional. And sometimes there was no talk of Jesus. The UCC looked like a denomination of humanitarians that served communion. <laughs> I loved our history of firsts. I loved that. And yes, the national church was so forward thinking. But because of our autonomy, less than a quarter of our churches on the ground were open and affirming. Very few ch churches took a stand on anything important. And the ones that did had a whole lot of hubris about it. It felt really hypocritical. What did all this history of first matter if we erred too much on the side of autonomy? What I didn't know was that God was getting us ready. On January 20th, 2017, a proud member of the United Church of Christ moved out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and a new president moved in. The shift from Obama to Trump created this unusual space for our denomination to emerge with a distinct voice among Christians. 577 days of a Trump presidency and we have seen 
many mainline denominations and evangelical Christians fight among themselves and grasp for their identities. Not so much for the UCC. We know exactly who we are. Matter of fact, we are finally recognizable. In these strangely difficult times, the UCC continues to continue the work that we have been doing and respond to the demands of our faith by speaking out and showing up and fighting injustice. We continue to imagine new dreams because we believe in a God that is still speaking, a God that is all-loving and all-inclusive. We are a denomination that welcomes and accepts everyone just as they are. And sadly, this is still unique in Christianity. For the first time, folks, for the first time in 20 years, I am encouraged and excited and proud to be UCC. Maybe you don't agree with the values that come from our national office in Cleveland. The beautiful part is that our founders made it so that you don't have to. There is enough room at the table for delight and dissent. And the way that we can do such a thing is through this balance of covenant and autonomy. We don't have to agree with each other to belong to each other. We expect disagreements because we expect people to think for themselves. And it is safe for you to think for yourself because you and I and we are all bound by love. This is the stuff of integrity and spiritual maturity. That they may all be one. Friends, it is our hope, our invitation, our acceptance to live and let live. And it is our unique way of experiencing God's love. Jesus' prayer for oneness had that at its goal. That they may be brought to complete unity, he says. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them. Despite your brand of politics, the UCC has the brand of love at its core, which means you are welcome here. Covenant and autonomy makes us ready for these times. And our unique brand of unity and diversity can tell the whole world that love always wins. The patron saint of R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Aretha Franklin once said, when God loves us, what can be better than that? Indeed, what can be better than that, Aretha? May we feel the oneness of that kind of love. Amen.